Host as always, Erin Pym, and I am the producer of the stage show Bedpost. Uh, here at the Bedpost podcast, I welcome guests and performers from the show and beyond to come into my bedroom and uh, have sex with me. No, uh, and <laughs> to have a more in depth conversation about sex and sexuality. And this week, I have actor, songwriter, musician, composer. I remembered them all. all of them. Jeff Giles. Uh-huh. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hello and welcome it's great to, be to here. the podcast. We've been, uh, this has been a long time coming. I know, I keep trying to book you. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like away doing gigs or gig something, thing. something stupid, yeah. like working in your craft constantly. Bullshit. But you're finally available. I'm here. You just got back from... From Winnipeg. Yeah. Yeah, I was just in Winnipeg doing a, uh, a theater contract. Uh, it's called Ring of Fire. It's a, it's a celebration, Cash. yeah, a celebration of the music of Johnny Cash. You do a lot of musicals where you're musicians. You play musicians. Yeah, yeah? That's, that's been my niche. That's your sure. gig, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, I I started getting into theater when I was, like, 13, 14. Started getting into musical theater when I was 15. And mm-hmm. I met you and where shortly we met. thereafter. Um, but I, yeah, like, I had dabbled in some instruments when I was younger. But when I was 15 and getting into musical theater, I picked up the guitar again. For mm-hmm. a girl. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um... <laughs> And that... You wrote me a song once, I feel like. I did. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, have, I still have it on my iTunes. My, yes. little, little, my first little EP. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's funny. Those are my initials. EP. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a little too meta Just for me saying. at the time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I interrupted. But yeah. Yeah. So I started, I started getting the guitar, and I started writing my, my own songs uh, when I was 16. So music... Uh, had always been a massive part of my life, and it, it really developed alongside my interest in theater. So I guess it was it was only natural that my sort of niche would become, you know, shows where the actors are also musicians. Yeah, because yeah. you're almost always, I feel like, got your guitar on you. Always, yeah. Almost to always. To the annoyance of a lot of people, I'm sure. What? No way! <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm about to go on a road trip uh, with a friend of mine down to the southern U.S., like Nashville, Memphis, New Orleans... And, uh, and I have like, I have a small scale, like a short, short, short scale uh, acoustic guitar, guitar yeah. that will, you can, you can play when you're in the passenger seat and I'm just going to annoy the you're shit just, out of everyone her. Everyone is just going <laughs> to hate you. <laughs> gotta practice. Gotta keep those fingers strong. Yeah, right. Because yeah. you just finished school? Are you on break from school? What's happening uh, school? I'm on break right now. Yeah, I went last year. I started back to university again to get a music degree. I'm mm-hmm. mostly self-taught. I've, I've had less, I've had, you know, vocal lessons and a few guitar lessons here and there, but mostly self-taught, although I've, I've been a kind of a big theory sponge. That's a big way of how I understand the world, I guess, is, is how does it work? What is the theory? You know, what are all the moving parts? So I wanted to go back and really fill in all the gaps in my theoretical knowledge and get into, you know, harmony and counterpoint, all those sort of classical, like, voice leading, writing for choir kind of things. Dang. Yeah, just to, like, push myself and start Because the first in. time you went for theater. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I did an acting degree the first time at York yeah. and back at York for music. If you can use a fork. Maybe go to York. <laughs> <laughs> so sex, Jeff. Yeah, sex. Yeah, sex. I, I feel like... <laughs> I was saying you earlier, I feel like this is going to be such a vanilla podcast compared to... No! We, well, I just had the last aired episode. She just talked about how she's voluntarily abstinent. Really? For the most of the podcast. Oh, so, I, I mean, that it's all interesting. Yeah, she's Everybody's... voluntarily absent for most of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, just for like... Just for this. We fucked for minutes. like 20 minutes and then the other 40, she was like, no, Aaron. <laughs> you have the right to change your mind. Consent imagine, is sexy. Imagine. <laughs> no, I, everyone's story is interesting. What was your adolescent experience like? You know, I... Uh... Well, you know, porn when I was like 11. Well, you know, you know, porn. Most, you know, most porn. Most young boys. Um, I, uh, I lost my virginity when I was like 17. Yeah. And I, I had dated a few people previous to that who were sexually active. Um, and nothing much really sort of happened with us. And sort of after those relationships ended, very quick ones, um, (laughs) I sort of realized how intimidated I was by sex. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so there was actually, there was a a very good friend of mine in high school and we had sort of, we'd sort of, you know, fooled around, experimented a little bit, um, previously, but, uh, we were at a party. We were at my best friend's apartment and, uh, and, you know, everybody was drinking underage. (laughs) And we were in, we were in the same room together and nobody else, else was in the room. And, uh, and I just like looked at her, I was like, do you want to have sex? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I, I knew she was not she wasn't a virgin and uh but I, I was. Yeah, so I said, Do you wanna have sex? And she went, Okay. Awesome. And, and that was that was it. At I mean, a room and a party. Yeah. <laughs> in like my best friend's dad's room or something like that. Or maybe it was his room. I think it was wow. his room. I think it was my best friend's If that dad. family knew, <laughs> yeah. you'd be like, Oh my god. Yeah, so that that was the beginning. It was an interesting sort of start. That's an interesting start for sure. What was going through your head? Like you just wanted to do it and like, let's just get it over with or. Yeah. I think it was that, you know, the person that I was with, like I trusted them and I, and I knew them and I, I, I wasn't nervous Mm -hmm. with them. And yeah, it was just just like, yeah, it it. was like, let's see what this is all about. Yeah. Was a long time coming. Like, did you think about it a lot Mm -hmm. coming up to that point? You know what? I don't, I don't know if I really had. Like, I, you know, I was thinking about sex for sure, but I wasn't really thinking about losing my virginity or mm-hmm. becoming sexually like active. Like when, where, who, you weren't, that wasn't... No. No. But but it's sort of in light of, you know, the past kind of two girls that I had dated and, you know, some of the, just the stuff that went on with us, but not sort of going all the way mm-hmm. and sort of thinking back and going like, oh, I was the one who was sort of sheepish and shy about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not this time. Not this time. Room at a party. <laughs> Let's do this. And then I was off to the races. <laughs> <laughs> so did so what happened after that then? Were With... you giving it away for free? <laughs> <laughs> what was I what was I known in high school sometimes as the, the sensitive ethical male slut? <laughs> yeah. I that's definitely like, that's I, a good title. Yeah, I that's definitely love the experimenting, the feeling of it. Not, <laughs> I'm not so much into casual stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, not that not that I don't in, engage in it, but uh, yeah, when I think about things now, it's it's more about 
Well, I think there's always been an element of, like, making that connection. And, like, conversation and intellect is so sexy to me. Mm-hmm. That, like, we have to be able to have a good conversation first. Yeah, like, to I connect in that, on that level. Yeah, and I've never been one to, you know, the whole bar scene, pickup scene that... Ugh, that's a lot of people hate it. A lot of people gross. hate it. Yeah. I guess, yeah, even just, you know, thinking about that sort of idea of the, the alpha male, right? And, like, going out and, like, you know, picking up. Yeah. Women. Like, I'm, I've going never, out to pick up, yeah. I've never been into that. Never done that. Yeah. Never wanted to do that. No. See, okay, as a person that's been in serial monogamish relationships, yeah. to me, I want to do that. <laughs> That's, like, huh. very attractive to me. I'm like, I'd love to go to a bar, like, trying to pick up. Like, that. to me, that's something I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I like, grass is always greener, right? Because, like, yeah. that's something I'm like, just would love to do that. Yeah, yeah. well, I know for me, like, my, uh, my relationships have tended to be fairly short. And, and I know when I was younger, because, you know, I had a lot to learn. I, you know... I've been learning to learning a lot more about my sort of sensitivity as a person and my, my what I will call high emotional voltage, mm. you know? So I know when I was younger, like, that would definitely have parts to play in relationships ending, or the other person wasn't into it. And, like, in what way? What do you mean? Um, <clears throat> like, you'd get invested too much yeah, or too like, fast? Yeah, or falling, like... falling, falling really hard and fast, um, and... Yeah, or being like a total emotional wrecking ball and being super intense. Like you know, it's like I would say intense can be a very a very apt adjective. Yeah, yeah, um, I might use that word. Yeah, <laughs> to describe you. Yeah, so there was that, and I feel like it's really been mediated in the past number of years. I've I've chilled out a lot. I still for sure have that intensity, but mm-hmm. over the past number of years, I've been traveling so much out of town, out of town. Uh, back and forth, and I feel like that's had a huge role to play. Yeah, in, more in of a bearing than this emotional stuff. Yeah, just things not really taking root, or something takes root, but you're in totally different cities, and um, so yeah. So my relationships have tended to be in, tended to be fairly short lived over the past little while. So I think I'm looking more for that like monogamy, something, yeah, you know, that connection. Grass is greener. Grass going is greener. going back a bit, I remember at one point you. I guess you're coming to terms with that you were that way and realizing that you have tried to not do that. You had tried not to do that for a while because you realized it tended to scare people away. And then at one point you said to me that you were like, you know what, this is the way I am. So like, you know, like it or lump it basically (laughs) like, cause this is the way I am. I am intense emotionally. Yeah. And you know, Get out of here, then. <laughs> it's not for you. Which, which doesn't It's mean... for someone, and it's for me, most importantly. Mm-hmm. Like, it's who, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody. Everybody has to come to terms with, with who they are naturally and what their sort of tendencies are and what their inner emotional landscape is. Yeah. And that and that doesn't mean that you get a get-out-of-jail-free card and you can just, you <laughs> Do know... Do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. But... but... You know. Um, yeah, you know, I... A couple of years ago, I, I got a uh, adult ADHD diagnosis, mm-hmm. and yeah, and as I've been trying to learn more and more about that, I came across a group of professionals who were talking about the connection between um, ADHD and what are known as HSPs, highly sensitive people. Mm-hmm. Some people would say there's a connection, and then I found out about other specialists who said, no, it's actually the same thing. So that kind of led me from looking at ADHD research 
and looking at moving to HSP research, highly sensitive people. So what does that mean exactly? Well, HSP. Basically, uh, the uh, it's about 15 to 20% of the population, not just human beings, but apparently all higher mammals, like chimpanzees and people like that. Interesting. Um, are, are classified as highly sensitive. And it's not, it's not so much that the senses are heightened as it is that the amount of sensory information um, is, that is allowed to enter into our conscious awareness is higher. Okay. So, you know... You we, take on more, yeah, we're getting Yeah, we're getting bombarded by sensory information all the time by all our different sense organs, including our mind, you know... Like and, you're more of a sponge. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like the brain, the brain filters out what it doesn't need, right? And for certain people, the brain's not as good at filtering out that information, so you're getting a lot, a lot more coming in. So... You can seem a lot more sensitive to light, sound. A lot of times people have uh, a deeper emotional processing. So things, you know, that happen from day to day, they will process those on a deeper emotional level. Which, again, doesn't mean that everybody else is, is cold or emotionless. It just means that the, the brain does not, does not kind of keep as much of that in check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or out. Yeah. So yeah. I've been reading about this. Uh, Elaine Aaron is the sort of current specialist on highly sensitive people. She's done a mm-hmm. lot of that research. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see, there was an article that's been going around online. Mm-hmm. They talk about a study where people were able, these, these two researchers did some experiments where they were able to make people fall in love in the examination room. Interesting. No. They, they came up with something like 30 questions, and people would come into a room with somebody they didn't know, and they had to sustain eye contact and ask each other these questions and talk through these, I think it was 30 questions, mm-hmm. or maybe it was like 12. Um, and they these people reported, you know, feeling very, very connected, like a very strong bond with this person they'd never met. Just through eye contact. Yeah, and which I guess down the road actually turned into relationships. And turned into sort of people falling in love. Um, so she was one of the she was one of the researchers on that. Um, so she's got really Very interesting, interesting work. Yeah. So so I've been reading this book and uh, the highly sensitive person, and mm-hmm. it's like reading my own biography. Really. Um, so yeah. what does this mean for sex? I well, I think it's for it's, you your experience. Obviously. Yeah, I think it's 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 sort of illuminated my, my history, uh, of not only my romantic life, but my sexual life as well. And that sort of attachment and that depth of emotional processing, like even, even on a casual level, Mm -hmm. kind of feeling, feeling that connection there and, you know, and dealing with sort of what happens when that connection is broken. Mm -hmm. I've never, you know, I've had casual encounters for sure, but it's it's always been a bit difficult for me to sort of have that and then totally break off. Mm-hmm. Which even if it is casual, yeah, you know, I'm sort of like, well, what happens now? Mm-hmm. You know, and because another thing is, what does casual mean to you? It's such, yeah. such a subjective term. Mm-hmm. Even when you say up front, I want casual, the other person's like, great, I want casual too. It's mm-hmm. like. People want different things. What does that mean? Yeah, and what if that changes? Yeah, right. That too. Yeah. So I feel like it's always. I mean, especially in. I mean, in the theater world, in the artist community, it can be a tight knit group. It can be very sort of incestuous at times. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's it too, because I'm not one to go out to a Outside bar and of pick the group. up a random person who I'm never going to see again. Yeah. Those casual encounters. There's there's there is a connection that is maintained whether you like it or not. Right. You'll yeah. see them around town. Yeah. You'll so, see them at a gig. You exactly. might do a show with them in the future. Yeah. Yeah. So it's always like, well, how much How much do we talk? And do we hang out? And do we become friends if we weren't 
so much friends before. What do right. we do? Yeah. Yeah. What's allowed, mm-hmm. kind of. Like, yeah. how much contact, how much investment yeah. is allowed yeah. under the veil of casual. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't... I feel like I... As I've gotten older, like, I, I'm sort of less interested in that kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but as you said, you travel a lot during shows. Mm-hmm. Which can be difficult to get to get into a to invested long term yeah. type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um so Which I know you struggle with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's actually one of the reasons that I made the decision to go back to school is to uh to stop moving around so Yeah, much. just to stay in one place yeah. for an <laughs> A yeah. period of time. Well, one of the last contracts wow. I was on before before I had this opportunity to kind of do more local gigs or local-ish gigs and go back to school was I, I met somebody when I was in Winnipeg the last time, and uh, and we struck up, you know, we had a really good kind of connection and great conversation, and then our first proper date was my last day in yeah. town. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. especially hard, like if you're with the person for quite a few months and then you go away... That's manageable, but if it it's happening right at the beginning of something, yeah, what do you do? That's yeah. You, if you well, got to put it down, you don't have put to put on hold. But or... it, it it takes a certain amount of effort, and it ter- takes us, I think, a you know, a certain certain kind of person to want to keep that up over a long distance. And we did when you don't know each other that well yeah. to begin with. Yeah, and I, I think it you know it all depends on the situation. Like for us, there was there was a, um, a very clear potential. So we did keep it up. We talked, and I was I was in Thunder Bay later on that year, which is you know about Pretty eight close. hours from Winnipeg. So we we met up on a few weekends, and it was it was great. And it you know like I said, it had a lot of potential um, to the point where I was seriously considering moving to Winnipeg. Wow. Um, yeah, but in in the end, you know, decided like maybe this is not the right decision at this point in my life. But mm-hmm. uh, that was actually you know. Uh, that was my first experience going back to sex, uh, with, uh, like cyber sex. Yeah. We were across I'm a bit, the country. I'm a big cyber sexer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, it keeps things going. When that's all you Keeps got. it alive. When that's, yeah. Yeah. Did you Skype? Did yeah. Did you do oh, like yeah. Skype sex? Yeah. Yeah. Skype yeah, sex. yeah. 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 fascinating. Yeah. And like the, uh, the internet connection was not so good in the room. <laughs> that can be so funny. That can be would, funny. Yeah. So she would have it, to go to various parts it, in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and like, okay, like, and <laughs> so she, she was getting ready to go back to school. So she, she had been living on her own and had moved back in with her parents Oh no! to save money. Uh, <laughs> so there was, there was that added thing. It's like, we were like teenagers again. <laughs> it's like, we're going to, we're going to do this. But like, oh my God, my parents could be home in like 15 minutes. <laughs> they catch me naked on Skype again. Yeah. Oh, they'll be so disappointed. <laughs> Everything comes full circle, right? Because there's, like, a lot of toys right now that you can get, install, like, an app, right? Yeah. Where you can actually control it from, like, as far as I understand, like, halfway across the globe, you can yeah. control another person's well, sex got an toy. Well, connection, right? Yeah, you know? Yeah. Get on Skype, and, like, you can actually virtually stimulating your partner. That, like, is, that is very exciting Which is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, for you especially, who does a lot... <laughs> no, I mean, like, long-distance things. Yeah. Like, that could fit in. That could slot in your sex life quite nicely, well, probably. I, a lot of actors, you know, part of the, the nature of the business a yeah. lot of the time is traveling around, going where the work is. I mean, especially for regional theater, mm-hmm. you know, and... I know, yeah, I know a lot of actors who are married to other actors, and it's that constantly 
being out of town. So something like that is seems very exciting. It was very cool, right? Yeah. And yeah, that makes sense, two actors getting together, because you understand the lifestyle yeah. a lot better of yeah. having to be out of town for four months, then back for one, then out for two, back mm-hmm. for four. It's like... It's tough, man. Yeah, a lot of people, and I've, I've started, in the past couple of years, I started to sort of branch out and, and see if I could date out of the sort of actor-artist world, and and had some had some really great experiences and met some fantastic people, but again, it, a lot of it comes back to either the understanding of the lifestyle or just being, just having a similar schedule, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like traveling with some other job. Yeah, or, or just, you know, I mean, for instance, me doing music gigs on the weekends. Like if I'm if I'm dating, trying to date somebody who's, you know, working 60 hours a week Monday to Friday and their weekend is I want to, you know, have fun and get out of town, spend time with you. I'm like, well, now I'm going I work away. weekends. Yeah. So it's uh, it's an interesting balance. I find that right. even just working in a restaurant. Like I, I work... I work 3.30 to 2 in the morning, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's when most people are getting out and, mm-hmm. and fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? For, for years, my day job was uh, doing deliveries. Mm-hmm. So I was I was up at like, you know, 4 o'clock, 4.30 in the morning. Yeah, we yeah. were not friends for like yeah. however many years you did that job because <laughs> of that. Yeah, you've never seen anybody. And yeah, people are going out and being social and meeting people at parties yeah. and... Or for me, I'm just at work. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were working at, you were doing your restaurant. Was I a tea so tree at like, the time? Yeah. Yeah, 80 hours a week, so Ugh. every hour. I don't miss day. it. <laughs> I still have stress dreams about tea tree. I had a stress oh. dream about tea tree like a week ago, actually. Really? Yeah, I do. I fully, actually, what the type of dreams I have now is that like I'm suddenly in tea tree, but I know I've been away for years and I'm like, this bread can't be fresh still. And then I'm like, oh, it is. I'm like, oh, are there cucumbers cut? Oh, yeah, they're still there. <laughs> and then, like, I'm like, oh, somebody ordered something brunch, and I open the fridge to be like, oh, I don't have eggs for sure, because I haven't been here for two years. Right. And I open the fridge, and it's full of eggs. eggs. And I'm like, never mind, I do. I do have eggs. <laughs> How about that oatmeal cranberry bread? <laughs> you love that bread. That was my favorite. <laughs> Uh, yeah, stressful, but but can't beat the experience, you know. You know something I something I have not really utilized when going out of town, which I know a lot of other people who have, is Tinder. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, just yeah, meet people yeah. in the area really fast and yeah. hook up and have a nice evening. Not never never been into yeah. the Tinder. No. Think, no, I think I had it for like a couple of weeks. And but like this is not for me. <laughs> well, yeah, it was. Well, it was fairly. I think it was fairly new, and I I hadn't caught on. It wasn't. I don't think it was quite obvious at the time that Tinder was a hookup. Right. Like app. Right. So yes. I was like trying to engage people in conversation, and they're like, no, <laughs> yeah. no Jeff, no, like, no Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what this is for. <laughs> it's not what I want. We should take a break. Okay. We'll have to get... I feel like I'm... Uh, the image that I'm painting of myself is just totally, like, emasculated, like, sexless human being. We'll have to get into some... I don't think so. Kinky shit in the second okay. half. Okay. We'll get down and dirty in the second half. Promise. <laughs> we'll be right back with Jeff Giles. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't seen it yet, please check out erinserotica.com, my personal blog where you'll find over a hundred erotic teasers, 
However, if you're into something a little more in-depth, follow the link to my Amazon author page, where you'll find about a dozen publications over multiple platforms, including Tonight She's Yours, Cuckold Fantasies, edited by Rose Carraway, which is available in ebook format as well as an audiobook. You could also check out another new publication of mine called Going Down. It's a house of erotica collection available in the ebook format. Or lastly, you could check out The New Urge Reader 2, erotic fiction by new women writers, edited by Norman Conquest, a book available in print. Take a look at all these and more at erinserotica.com and enjoy the rest of the episode. When we are back with Jeff Giles. Yeah. 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 Huh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. So Jeff, sex. Yeah, sex. sex. What do, what do you like? What do I like? What's I'm... your favorite part of sex? Mm. That's the vaguest question. Yeah. What's the first thing that pops into my mind? Oral. Your mind? Oral? Yeah. Receiving, giving, getting, giving, giving? Yeah. <laughs> Receiving's great. Don't get me wrong. Receiving's fantastic. But <laughs> no, I... I Love, yeah. I love. I love the view from there. Love and- the view, <laughs> the scenery. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> and just like experiencing somebody else in a state of pleasure, mm-hmm. you know, and and feeling like I'm a part of that. Uh huh. You know. Um, we well, I told you on the break. We had a pretty great threesome last night. So I'm here, and um, I'm not going to talk about it too much to protect the lovely lady's privacy. But um, at one point. <laughs> At one point, they were both kind of doing me, and then nice. she mouths to Matt, this is so hot. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> that, that is something else I love, being able to kind of like step outside and laugh about it. You know, humor oh, no. in the bedroom, so <laughs> Did they high five? <laughs> no, there was an high five. It's a very funny moment, though. Yeah, but I I get that. Yeah, just giving pleasure and yeah. yeah at one point, because she doesn't have tons of experience with ladies, right? So she's like, I helped, I helped, because she, she's like, what? Actually, she was really great because she was. She said maybe three times to me, "How can I touch you right now? Right. That you want? Like, where do you want me to touch you right yes. now?" I find that communication very sexy too. To be like, yeah. you know, what do you like? And when they can actually go, you know, a little harder, a little softer, like more in a circle, yeah, you know, more, more, just like straight up and down, like whatever. It very sexy. Mm-hmm. Somebody who who knows, who knows yeah. what they want there. Yeah, yeah, and to communicate it to you, yeah. like it's only going to get better if you do that. Like, don't mm-hmm. keep quiet. My God, mm-hmm. like <laughs> I'm not a mind reader. Everybody's yeah. different, so just keep it coming. Keep the tips. Keep the yeah. That tentativeness <laughs> can be kind of a, a turnoff sometimes. That sort of date to feel those nerves. That like, you know, what do you like? Well, I don't know. Like, well, well, relax. So, yeah. Take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. You don't have to tell me right now, <laughs> but you know, in a couple of minutes, maybe yeah. <laughs> we can dive back in. Um, you were saying that, uh, the, the person who you were with last night, you're saying not, not much experience with the ladies. With the ladies. Yeah. Actually, I was her, I was her lesbian, uh, cherry. Aww. I popped her lesbian cherry. <laughs> I, um, I, I seem to have, I seem to have an inordinate number of people that I'm attracted to who turn out to be lesbians. Yeah. And I, and I don't think it's like, oh, I found out they're a lesbian and it's the, you know, like stupid sort of male fantasy of like, oh, two chicks. It's, I got it's, it. No, it's, it's, there's an attraction and then I find that out later. 
Hmm. Your yeah. type is lesbians. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> um, and actually my, you know, I was saying in the last, the first half of the podcast that, you know, my relationships have never all been, you know, all that long for different reasons. And mm-hmm. my longest relationship, somebody I uh, was dating in university, um, she was, she came out in high school as a lesbian. And then when we were in school together, there, there, we made out at a party and it sort of kickstarted her going like, I, I have these feelings for you and I, I don't, I don't, like, I'm gay. So it's really weirding me out. And it was a, it was a fascinating uh, and intense experience to just kind of be there and witnessing her reevaluating her sexuality for the second time. Yeah, right. She had, you know, she had dated some guys before coming out, but nothing ever happened with them sexually. Mm -hmm. You know, so then when we were in school, she was sort of reevaluating her self-image and, and I guess kind of coming to terms with like, oh, this is okay. Like I can date this guy or or i can be on a spectrum yeah like i don't have to choose gay or straight or i don't even have to choose bi yeah i can choose choose yeah you don't have to choose anything it's just like about pleasure and who you're connecting with Mm -hmm. like so to come out for her to come out as gay early on maybe that was because that's what she was told these feelings meant like that's where she was told that's well, and it was where huge, she fit, you yeah. know? And it was a huge part of our identity as well. Yeah. Like, you know, being in being in the queer community and, you know, going out to clubs and, and all that stuff. And then to... <laughs> yeah. To, to have to, to scale of, it back, yeah. kind of. Yeah. In to, a way. To reevaluate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was... I remember the first time we had sex. It was like the first time she'd had sex with a man. And the first time I had had sex with somebody who hadn't had sex with a with man, a man before. Right. Um, right. and also navigating that, that we were also in, in the same acting class, you know, so we're <laughs> engaged by nature of our schoolwork in these like heavy emotional exercises and stuff. So like, there's a lot of so intensity. So you're, you're waiting in it. You're waiting yeah. in it. You were just yeah. knee deep. <laughs> yeah. So there was, there was a lot of, a lot of communication. Like, is this okay? How do you feel? And, yeah. um, but also I think one of the best compliments I've ever received is, uh, you would make a great lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good compliment. Going back to one of my favorite parts of sex. That is a good yeah. compliment. Yeah. Um, it's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> <laughs> Great lesbian, Jeffy. <laughs> um, what's your most? What's your favorite memory that you've had recently? Say in the past like couple of years. Hmm. Squirting. <laughs> <laughs> See, people people that listen to the podcast probably know I've only squirt three times and all by mistake. Okay. <laughs> but I've also learned that squirting is never a mistake. Interesting. <laughs> to put a positive spin Can on. you elaborate on that? <laughs> no. I just mean it's we not have a, it's never a podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's never a bad... It's never bad to squirt. Like, no. So to say the word mistake gives like a negative com- yeah, connotation, okay. right? <laughs> yeah, I fucking... I find it so exciting and fascinating. And it's exciting to do it. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it can be an interesting surprise when you're, when you're down there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is on the past couple of years. This is, this is years ago. Yeah. But I remember, uh, being on a contract out of town and, and meeting somebody and we, we struck up a nice, a nice re- relationship for a while. And yeah, I remember I was going down on her and like, <laughs> <laughs> full like mouthful like, like somebody taking like a super soaker and just and stuck the barrel right on it like, boom wow like, ah. <laughs> was, yeah that's was, lovely it was awesome <laughs> see i 
that like squirt every time they have sex. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god. The upkeep, I feel like. I, I wonder about dehydration as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last, yeah, the last. How much like, water do you have to drink to counteract? Yeah. <laughs> do, you need, do you need some electrolytes? Like, what else yeah, get you Gatorade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the last person that, uh, the last person I was in a committed relationship with was like, it was like pretty. All the time? Pretty, pretty consistent? Yeah. Wow. Was, so yeah. like, do you? And I, I love sort of watching somebody in that, that oh, yeah. sort of state of giving up. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Just letting yeah. her go. Yeah. Like just, yeah. And she was, she was pretty big on the roll too, which was great. So, okay. If you know you do that a lot, so do you then have sex in places where it's going to be easier to clean up and stuff? Do you put something down on the bed? Do you do it in the shower? Do it on a hard surface? You know what I mean? Like, you know what? I I feel like I would adapt my sex, have to adapt your sex life yeah. to work around that. Yeah. I, um, you know, I think, I think it depends on the person, like how sort of, how much sort of pressure is there, like how much, how much volume and how yeah, far yeah, yeah. away from the bed it would get. <laughs> Where does it go? Yeah. How much? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the people, the, the people that I've been with who would do that either occasionally or regularly, like it wasn't like hit the wall kind of thing. <laughs> right. Although there, there are, yeah, there are some people where I've, <laughs> I've talked wall. to them afterwards. Like we, we were dating for a time and then afterwards they're like, oh yeah, I'm like learning how to square and they're like, I hit the wall <laughs> and now like I have to put like sheets down. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like for me, I wouldn't want to like soak the bed every fucking time I had sex. Mm-hmm. Like as great as squirting is. You definitely have to change the sheets sometimes. Yeah. But like for me, even like it got right through to the mattress. Well, so, shit. so it's like. Gotta get that plastic wrap out. Grandma. Yeah, you'd have to put... Yes! That's what I'm wondering. Like, so people that know they do that often, it's like, do you know you gotta put a garbage bag down or yeah, something? Well, there are, if I'm not mistaken, there are sheet covers you can get that are, like, vinyl for, like, people who are into, like, a lot of, like, <gasps> anal play and stuff where there's, like, yes. a lot of, you know... Good there's call. There's going around. Good call, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of, like, fetish products that... Yeah. That would help you out there. In fun colors, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some neon latex sheets. <laughs> I just want those just for aesthetics. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great, though, actually, they because... wouldn't breathe really well. No. You'd get really, you'd get really slippery, even more so. <laughs> you wouldn't want to sleep under the, <laughs> the latex <laughs> Put it on for playtime. <laughs> take them off for sleep time. That'd be great, though, even just thinking of that. If such a thing exists, I'm sure it does. But, like... <laughs> I'm like sure just to use like there are a lot of lubes that we don't use because they're like not too liquidy or whatever. Right. You got it. Like for me, you got to use something with body because you don't want it dripping all over your sheets. Right. So imagine if you've got like a latex sheet, you could use whatever the fuck you wanted on there. I guess you'd have to make sure that your bed is slightly concave though, <laughs> so the lube wouldn't like <laughs> run off down the sides. If it's convex, you're just <laughs> yeah, you've got to mop the floor yeah. after. Yeah, it's like it's like rain on a roof with no like <laughs> no only it's, only it's oil. Yeah. So you're just like whoa! <laughs> you step on the bed, you're like on your ass. Oh my god! But um, I'm like I'm, I'm drawing a blank. What are those called on the side of the house? Trough? Troughs. <laughs> yeah, eaves troughs. Eaves troughs. Yeah, eaves. you need to get the eaves, eaves for your bed. You need the eaves. You can yeah. recycle them. You know, like those baby bibs that, like, <laughs> the bib and then it's just got a cup at the bottom. That'd be for the oral part. <laughs> yeah. The flavor. Oh my of, god. Speaking of fluids, I was at uh, theater. <laughs> Best segue ever. Yeah, I was at a, um, I was at an event, theater event last night that had a, a few variety kind of warm up acts, and one of them was doing a storytelling piece about 
that revolved around like period sex and nice. sex on a period. And, yeah. And I I find it I find it disappointing and fascinating that that there are like people that are not okay with it. Yeah, it you know, you can do whatever you're gonna do, and same with the ladies. Like, not mm-hmm. every lady loves to have period on their yeah. period on their sex, right. sex on the period. Um, you know, so it's you do what you feel comfortable with and what you want to do. But mm-hmm. but on the other hand, it's like, why would you ever have a problem with it? It's I, insane. Yeah, and and I can totally I can totally understand if it's personal choice or like I don't feel well or this and yeah. that. But when it comes back to as a, a, a degree of shame. Yeah. Then. Or, you know, or uh, if, if it's like, you know, on the partner's side, a grossness issue, like that, that's sad. Yeah. Right. I had a partner, I had a partner kind of going down on me and stuff like that. And I apparently had just kind of started my period, like unbeknownst to me, but he was yeah. just like, I can't, I just, I can't continue. And I was just like, that hurt me. Oh, yeah. I was like 20 or something like, you know, that that sticks. Yeah. Stuff like that. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, that's a learned, like, experience now yeah. that I need to not let that happen or whatever. It's <laughs> shitty. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Now, obviously, I could care less. But, like, there's a, a time there. And even, like, not that this is the topic for you and I to talk about. But anyways, but when I was, like, I was on a, a vacation with my parents uh, when I was, like, young, like, 12 or something. And I put a pad in the garbage. Right. Like, usually we have our separate bathrooms from my parents. The kids and the parents had separate bathrooms, right? But you're in a hotel. We had the same bathroom. Okay. So, like, I threw a pad out in the garbage, and I didn't wrap it super perfectly so that you couldn't... Like, I didn't, like, bury it in the garbage, which... Mm -hmm. And my dad saw it and thought it was the grossest thing. And I was, like, really fucking affected by that. And my mom's like, well, you know, you should kind of try to wrap it and hide. hide Basically, it. you should have hit it better in there. And, like, that, stuff like that sticks, yeah. you know? I, I just had a memory, actually. The first time I ever went down on somebody, I think they were on there. Period. Yeah. Got your red wings just right out of the right gate. Right away? <laughs> yeah. And, and they were, yeah, like, they were not super, I, I was, like, 18. Yeah. And they, they were not, they were not really into oral sex. So just at all. Yeah. So I was not, I was not receiving any, but I was like, okay, like if you're not into it, you know, I think it was like a bad experience like previous. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, but I was like, I really like, can I go down on you? And I really want to. And I'm like, well, well I guess I'm on my period. And yeah. I don't care. I don't think that matters. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that matters right now. No. It's not like, it's not like it's like a river. Right? No, it's not a lot that's coming out like fire, and it doesn't taste that much different, like from a girl that's gone out and down on a girl no. with who's menstruating. Like it doesn't taste that much different. Like maybe a titch metallicy or something. Yeah. Like, and you might get a little clot or something. But like, but I mean, generally, fuck off. Like, generally, your mouth is staying on the outside anyway. It's yeah, fine. generally you're above it, or no. like. I don't know. It's hard um, to stimulate the G spot with your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's very long. It's got very that. long curves. <laughs> you can move it really specifically in specific ways. Um, hey, you used to have a genital piercing. Yeah, I had a couple at one point. A couple? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah. It was actually a. Uh, Going going back to going back to the, the girlfriend from university okay. who uh, who was reevaluating her sexuality okay. and started dating. 
Um, yeah, we we got we got genital piercings on our one month anniversary. Oh, what? she yeah. got one too. Yeah. So what um, what did she get? Like uh, her clip pierced she got or her something. Hood done. The hood yeah, done. Yeah, okay. She got, it. she got a ring on her hood. Very few people will actually pierce the clitoris because right. most of the time because you don't want to lose. Enough. Yeah. Oh, okay, it's not yeah. big enough. Most of the time, it's not big enough to support jewelry. Also, shit tons of nerves. So ninety nine percent of the time, when somebody has a clip piercing, it's a it's hood. the hood. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you. God. And I got I got Prince Albert the first okay. time, which is what, um, which is it is usually a ring that exits the urethra mm-hmm. and curves downwards and enters um, right beside the frenulum, that little that little flap of skin mm-hmm. um, on the underside. Okay, so it's. Uh, yeah, it's it's actually one of the least invasive genital piercings. Like, there's other ones where there's like a barbell, like straight through the fucking glands, right? Um, which is really intense and takes like up to a year to heal. Wow! But, uh, so yeah. like right through the shaft, yeah, like, like per- right perpendicular. The, yeah, there's there's an ampullang, which I think is the horizontal one, and an apodrava, which is the vertical one. I would think that would be the worst. Yeah, both of either. Both of are the worst. Yeah, because that's a lot. Both of are not great. But okay. Prince Albert is actually so yours is right on the thing. end. Yeah, ring on, yeah. ring on the end of the dick. Yeah, um, ring on the end of the dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ring on the thing. Ring on. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's gone. It's gone now. But uh, but yeah, it was it was back in it was back in university, and I remember I was at a I was back in Hamilton, and I was at a party <laughs> with a bunch of our theater friends. <laughs> Your, and, yours and my theater yeah. friends. Yeah. And one of our uh, one of our friends had we were talking, and he had just gotten. He said, "I just I just got a Prince Albert." Oh yeah. Oh, cool! I was like, "Can I can see, I see it? it?" Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, sure." So me and another one of our friends and and him went into went to like, go the take a look at it. Yeah, yeah. And he like whipped, he pulled it out, and and I thought it was so hot. Yeah, you thought this is the coolest. Yeah, and as far as as far as the spectrum goes, I, I far far more heterosexual. I don't think I'm. I mean, nobody's really completely. Yeah. But uh, but I, I you know I'm pretty vanilla as far as that that goes. But uh, but there's some interest there. And totally. Like hot. Oh yeah, I saw that. That I was looks like, hot. I, I was like, I want to go down I wanna... right now. Oh yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. That is really fucking hot. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and I was like, how how is it? Yeah. It's amazing. Cool. So how uh, is it amazing? Like, does it like increase well, sensitivity like, or something? For some people, or? it does. Some, yeah, like it sort of de- depends on the person. But for him, he said, like, well, man, because you got your ring rubbing around on the inside. Yeah, it's a lot of stimulation. Right. So a couple days later, I was I was back uh, back in Toronto, and my my girlfriend and I were were having sex, and and in the middle of it, I remember thinking, like, I wonder in, in the middle as like. <laughs> I was like, I wonder what this would feel like with, with a ring in my dick. <laughs> and then, that was the bedpost. Right <laughs> and then we were, you know, finished, cuddled for a bit, went to wash up, and then I, I hopped on the internet, and I started, like, looking up, like, piercing, and, and she was in bed, and she was like, what are you doing? What are you looking at? Yeah. I was like, what, what would you say, not that I'm not, not seriously considering, but what if I said that I was maybe thinking about, thinking about getting a Prince Albert? It's like, oh, yeah, really? <laughs> really? And, and she had like she had her nipples pierced, and stuff, okay. which I think are the hottest, yeah, greatest piercings. <laughs> um, yeah, so she said she kind of perked up, and and uh, she's like, well, I've been, I've been thinking about, I've been thinking about getting my hood pierced. So let's do it together. Yeah. So I did some more research and called the piercer, and you know, asked the questions I needed to ask, and uh, we went in the next week, and she got hers, and I got mine. We brought a camera, we took photos, um, <laughs> pre-digital. 
Yeah, or rather, I didn't have a digital camera, so it was like film. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think, that, I think they're all gone. So, what was it like with the piercing? Um, definitely, you know, definitely for a while, I feel like it was a, a, a heightened sensation. Um, because mm-hmm. as you said, you could feel it inside. Kind yeah. Of, which is interesting. Yeah, for me, um, I mean, again, I, I've never experienced it through somebody else's penis. Sure. But, uh, there, there was definitely a sort of a heightened sensation, but not, not to the degree that I was imagining. Mm. You know, when I would hear other people talk about it, for mm-hmm. me, it was, it was pretty much the same mm-hmm. as far as partners. Like some people said they really enjoyed it and could feel that sort of something extra kind of. Yeah. I was going to say that was my next question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, others were neutral. Yeah. Um, however, there were certain times where, depending on our respective anatomies, where um, condoms would, well, condoms would rip sometimes. Ah, and I yes. and I did I did a lot of research in that uh, in that area before I got it. Like, is this gonna like you know what what about condoms? Yeah. And it yeah. said you know generally fine. And it's not like there's any sharp edges on the ring. Sure. But I guess just you know just given the nature extra. of the jewelry, like using like a captive bead ring or something, like maybe it can sort of. Catch. Caught in the crease and pull. So I started eventually, uh, and, and also, like, because of all that rubbing around on the inside, I mm-hmm. found that it, if you were, you know, going at it a lot, it would get sore more yeah. quickly. Yeah. So I started taking it out. It's just more friction. Yeah. yeah. So I started taking it out for sex. Oh, okay. And then. Uh, and putting it back in just for aesthetics. Yeah. Just, just yeah. I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I liked, you know. The look of uh, it. I've, I've, always, I've always really dug piercings yeah. as an actor. I was like, how many piercings can I get? Without it affecting hide? my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a time where I was like, I had my septum pierced, and I had my tongue pierced, yeah. and my nipples, and like two genital piercings. So what was the, what did do this? What's the <laughs> other genital piercing then? The other one, it was just a barbell going through sort of the underside of the shaft. Like okay. where the shaft and the balls kind of meet. Okay, on, going through like perpendicularly. Horizontal. Horizontally, yeah, to the penis, like perpendicular to the penis. So yes, this is yeah, the barbell, like this, but yeah. at the base. Yeah, interesting. Very good hand. I know it's parallel for an audio yeah. podcast, but you if, understand if, what I'm doing with my arms, looking, right? Yeah, if you're looking head on and they're standing <laughs> at attention, it's, it's like horizontal, right where the kind of balls and shaft are. But that actually, that like it started to grow out. Like I got. I, I just kind of rejected it. Well, I got it was it was doing fine, and then I got like hit pretty hard in the nuts. Oh um, no! Something and uh, With something. yeah, and and it I guess it it sort of tugged on the piercing, and then the body was like, "What? What's that? Get it Step out that of it!" <laughs> yeah. How'd that get there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that happened with my nipples as well. Like, yeah. I, I was so excited when I finally got my nipples uh, pierced because I always it, thought they were the greatest. But and then it just didn't like it. Yeah, I have ridiculously reason. small nipples, <laughs> and yeah, it was just—I guess it was just too much jewelry. Yeah, and it just kind of started to push it out. See, I like a nipple piercing too, but for me, like I wear either no bra or soft a soft cut bra. Yeah. So you would always see it through my clothing. Yeah. So for me, I'm like. You don't think that's hot though. Yeah, but like at work, working with the elderly, okay. you know, okay. like you can just always see right. nipple. You can deal with it. It's 2016. <laughs> yeah, I know. Also, I'm just like, oh, would it, sensitivity, that's another yeah. concern, you right. know, maybe that it would. My, yeah, my nipples were always, again, I guess going back to this highly sensitive people thing, like my nipples were always ridiculously sensitive yeah. to the point where, yeah, they could not be touched whatsoever, even in a sexual setting. They were too sensitive. Too sensitive. Yeah. And interesting. then Very interesting. it started, I don't know, when I was like 
And then you decided to get them pierced? Well, I couldn't because they were too sensitive. So for the longest time, like all through being a teenager, I was like, I want to get these done. I can't. But I just can't. And then starting, starting kind of in my early 20s, they started to get a bit less sensitive so that people could, you know, actually use touch them, them, maybe. Yeah, in a sexual setting. And and finally I was I was like, Okay, I think I think I'm good. I think I'm ready. And I was so excited. And mm-hmm. then when they started to grow out, I was like, Oh, oh. fuck. Now, because they were so sensitive, did that really hurt? It or really hurt. it really yeah. hurt? <laughs> and the, I, the other piercings? I dealt with it, but oh yeah, it was they were definitely the most painful. The nipples. Oh, Over sure. the for Prince sure. Albert and the other Totally. Wow. Yeah. The the actual piercing of the Prince Albert wasn't actually that painful. The the painful part of that one was they <laughs> getting graphic here. They <laughs> they have a receiving tube. They have to stick a tube in your urethra like down the pee hole so that when they pierce the needle, the needle gets stuck in the tube and doesn't scratch the inside of your oh, urethra. Okay, I think I understand. Yeah. Yep. So yep. they so they put the tube in, they put the needle in, the needle goes into the tube, then they pull the tube out. Sort thread the, the needle. And the needle comes out, and then they can put the jewelry in. That part yeah. was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it was going in. The Yeah, the receiving tube going in was the worst. Receiving tube going in. Because there are some sex toys that do that, which... Oh, yeah. Prince's yeah. wands. Yeah, or... Um, That's part of what... Sounding rod. Sounding rod? There's a sounding oh. rod, yeah. And, like, hook it up to a stereo system? Mm, kind of. Your lady it has to do with sound... <laughs> through your dick, Yeah. <laughs> You, it's kind of like a tuning fork where you can, I guess, flick it or hit it with certain tools right. and it creates a very pleasing vibration Whoa. sensation wow. throughout the, the rod, <sighs> which has been inserted in the urethra. Interesting. So like you can do, send all types of different vibrations through that. You're loving this. You can see your That's face. Yeah. For you I'm being not... into sound, like being into yeah. music. And yeah, well, when look I it think, up. Sounding rods. Sounding rod, yeah. When, yeah. I, when I think about sex, too, like one of the most pleasing things is when somebody's like right up in your ear. And, yeah. And, and hearing the sort of sounds of pleasure, that audio stimulation. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, as far as the, the sounding rods, like I'd never heard of that, but I, I definitely heard of Prince's Wands, which mm-hmm. essentially looks like a nightstick. Yes. Like it's got, it's got a little, you know, it's a long rod, but it's got a little end on it, and that's for when you get a Prince Albert. Yeah. It comes out, that little that little. The end, little, yeah. comes out the hole and you can screw the ball on and secure it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I, I have not tried. No? <laughs> the receiving tube was enough. <laughs> yeah, you just I'm fine with things going other places, but I don't know if I'm so into urethra insertion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't say that I'm into that either. <laughs> but I support those who are into it. Totally support. Um, so things going in places. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what places? Where? Where else? Where can they do go? they go? On a man. Where else can they go? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely enjoy some anal stimulation You're in the as a special stuff. occasion. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's a once yeah. in a while thing yeah. for, for Mr. McCready. You gotta be <laughs> mindful of, I'm always mindful of like the hand afterwards. Okay. Know? That like, if, if like fingers and stuff go in there, even uh-huh. if I'm doing it to somebody else too, I'm always like very, like hand goes into a fist and uh-huh. you know, kind of stays like you're not caressing somebody's face. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Or, you know, step out to wash your hands. Yeah. Like, last night I did that. 
I'm just like, well, I think Matt and I do so much butt play that it's like second nature it's, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After stuff like that happens, he's like, just gonna go watch Mans, and he yeah. comes back, and I, 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 that's I, I, a part of it. Like that's so normal to us cool. <laughs> to just step up for a minute. <laughs> I, I remember I was with somebody one time, and they were they had their fingers there, and uh, and they like ran their hand through my like hair and afterwards. Like, no, like, no, oh. no, 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 no. <laughs> you don't have like what? I was like, oh, sorry. You don't have experience with this, do you? <laughs> that was early on. Years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's true though. You gotta like, you kind of gotta know what you're doing a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I still remember the first time somebody ever like put something, put a finger there. Yes. Yeah, it was uh, pretty mind blowing. Pretty mind blowing. I oh thought you were gonna God. say like foreign or. Definitely foreign, but like <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. But also awesome. Yeah, they were somebody somebody else who I dated in, in university, and they were they were just as into oral as I was, <laughs> and uh, kind of back and forth. It was great, um, <laughs> and they were they were going down on me, and just like their hand, you know, one hand was like massaging my balls, <laughs> and and then it was like a finger was like resting, like right at yeah, it, just resting, and yeah. just that just that feeling was like. Yeah, sometimes like that. that's enough. That's kind of how, I think that's how I kind of realized that that might be sexy too. Yeah. Like, a finger's there or just resting or, like, almost by yeah. mistake as they're doing yeah. something else. And it just, it was almost hitting it by mistake. Say they were, like, finger banging me or something. But yeah. the, whatever part was just kind of touching as they were. So that would be from like, behind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, or whatever. Like, the palm. I like, where your hand is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying to analyze. Like, okay, if that part's if hitting, that's then what the position butt, would you be in? <laughs> but, like, another part of the hand or something yeah. else was hitting it just kind of unintentionally. Mm-hmm. And then you try to, yeah. Uh, from there, I think I tried to communicate to, like, you know, touch me there yeah, more. Going. Like, do that more. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than the thing you're actually doing. <laughs> I was, I was trying to keep that going and get the other one going at the same time. I was like, keep doing what you're doing. But yeah, we didn't we didn't really talk about it. It was just, again, like... So did she that, just kind of read your body language yeah, or something? Like yeah, that finger just, just kind of there. resting there. And I was like, ooh. And I so I just started kind of like pressing against it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's some body like, language. Yeah, got the hint and kind of went there. And oh, man. Nice, that, good listener. That orgasm was... Huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Matt needs to tell me to do that. I'm not. I'm just not going to go for it because yeah. he wants it occasionally. Like, right. and he only wants it very specific times Sometimes. when he's into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A birthday, so I never. Your yeah. Holiday season. Yeah, specific dates. <laughs> the third, third Thursday of every. Yeah. <laughs> Like Only when the month cycle. the month is thirty one days, the thirty first day. It's like the discount of Baskin Robbins. You get thirty one percent off on the thirty first. Did you know that? I didn't know that. We got a tub yesterday for yes. super cheap. <laughs> I hope it was as big as the lotions we just made. Yeah, it's like, like eight liters, ten liters. Tub. Yeah, of cookies and cream. Oh, get a cow's yes. We are at time, oh. Jeff. Talking about ice cream. Good, good way to end, I think. <laughs> uh, Jeff, do you want to tell our audience about anything that's coming up? What do you got going on? Oh my God, not much. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm taking off for the rest of the summer. But um, I I recorded a my first album last year. You can go to jeffgiles.ca. That'll uh, link to Bandcamp and check out my folk root rock root bleh, roots rock yeah kind of stuff. Um, yeah, when some more time opens up, I'm gonna <laughs> start hitting the. Start Studios again? houses and stuff, and we'll start playing around. But I've just, you know, I've been away a lot and time school, so 
jeffgiles.ca. Listen to my music online. Maybe buy a download. Wicked. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much, Jeff. Thank you. Finally got you yeah. on here. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Don't break anything. <laughs> Um, well, guys, I'm Aaron Pym. This has been the Bed Post Podcast, and we've been with Jeff Giles. Check back often because we release a new episode every Friday. If you want to see the Bed Post uh, stage show live, the Riety Show runs at the Social Capital Theater the third Friday of every month at 8 p.m., which coincidentally is the time Matt wants me to finger his butt every month. For more information on everything Bed Post, please visit facebook.com slash bedposterotica. Lastly, the Bed Post podcast features original music by Steph Copeland, who is absolutely amazing. Please reach her on Facebook or on her website, stephcopelandmusic.com.